That's Echo and the Bunny Man, and this is the West Files on Pure West Radio from the spooky haunted basement studios. And um, I'm hoping down the corridor, down in, come in Studio Two. Studio Two, can you hear me? I can hear you in Studio Two. Hello, Studio Two. This is Studio One calling because of social distancing. Of course, you're down the corridor from me. Yes, I am down the corridor, and it's rather weird. Well, yeah, well, at least you're not home this week. Yeah, it makes a nice change. Well, I mean, on the positive note, now you're back, we can get guests again. Yeah. Well, you holding up the phone lines. Sorry. So, I thought what we would do is, because there's an awful lot of catching up to do. 
you know, we've got loads of new store stuff to catch up on. So, um, mm. so cause wasn't there an outbreak of um, find the on um, find the ghost hunters, <laughs> the ghost hunters who got busted. Quite right too. Mm. So go on then. Oh, you want me to tell? Yeah, you? welcome to the show. Oh, thanks. I'm back. I'm, I'm just, look. This is weird. I'm in Studio Two. You're in Studio One. <clears throat> People went on a ghost hunt about sixty miles away from home, and they were fined for breaking lockdown rules. So the Ghostbusters got busted because they drove from Cumbran in Torvine to Mumbles in Swansea <laughs> to ghost hunt and view castles. Yeah, apparently they didn't class that as essential travel. Do you know what the best part about that was? Go on. After they'd find them, they also discovered the driver wasn't insured or didn't have a driving licence. And, yeah, they, they um, yeah, also the yeah, yeah got rid did. of their car as well. It yeah. was a long walk home, apparently. Crushed it. Yeah. Yeah, crushed it and smashed it. So welcome back to the studio. Thank Even you. Even though you're not in the same studio, but no. you're in the building at least. I am in the building, yes. So um, Yes. Ronnie you. is in the building. Yes. <laughs> so what have you been up to? Not a lot. Um, not anything at all, by the sound of it. Not really, no. Waiting for paranormal stuff to happen. I've missed my ghost here, though. Yeah. Yes. There's been a few um, a few presenters have encountered said spirit of the building. Really? Yeah. Actually, I, I think it might be because there's been a little bit of uh, renovation going on, hasn't there? And so um, that's actually one of the... Um, one of the things that are reputed to trigger paranormal activity in older buildings is when you start renovating. They probably because the ghosts don't like it. Yeah, or yeah. something. But, I mean, as we're on radio, I thought one of the things that I've been looking at because I'm prepping for a TV programme later in the year Oh, on electronic voice phenomenon. Oh, the phenomenon, phenomenon. Which, which, of course, is well, mostly radio-based. Mm. And because uh, according to the original theory, um, this communication, the the spirits floating around in the ether, um, can use radio to communicate directly with the living. They break through on the radio, and what people do is they tune their radio receivers to between stations, right? And so they get this so oh, the white noise, the white noise. And do you like my impression of the white noise? And they... Um, <laughs> it wasn't bad. And then they ask questions. And then they, they leave a gap. And then the spirits will hopefully answer. Right. You can also do it with the tape recorder as well. But it's it's been... It, it, originally, I mean, it was looked at but, um, back in the 1890s. You know, as soon as they invented radio, somebody realised, well, maybe the dead can speak to us. In fact, in 1922, I think it was, down in London... Uh, they'd set up to do a lecture. The whilst they were whilst they were waiting for the audience to arrive, um, these series of voices were were heard over the public address system. Ouch. Now this was yeah. this was in the days before taxis and the police and everyone yeah. airplanes and all that sort of stuff. Um, and in fact, the radio engineer who'd set up the 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 system uh, wrote um, an affidavit saying that he could find no explanation as to why these mysterious voices, which were talking about what was happening in the building. Wow. Um, and so, uh, I mean, EVP goes, I mean, <coughs> really, a lot of, if you look at the, the accounts, although it does go back a long, long way, the first real um, understanding of it, or how it became popularised, 
really happens in the late 1950s. There was a, um, an artist and uh, film producer in Sweden, Friedrich Jürgensen, and he uh, had gone out into the woods, he claimed, to record birdsong on a portable uh, record, reel for reel. Mm. And when he came back and he played it back, he could... At first he could hear the this uh, booming noise. He couldn't hear the chaffinches, which he was trying to record. Um, so he, he th uh, thought it's obviously something's gone wrong with the recorder. Yeah. and uh, So he played it on for a little while, for a few seconds longer, and then he heard a voice. And the voice was calling his name. And he recognised the voice as being of his dead mother. At which point I'd have got scared, yeah. <laughs> and so he was somewhat intrigued by this and he went back and he did some... Fur In fact, he, he then spent essentially the rest of his life um, studying the phenomena. But uh, he wrote he wrote a book in 1963 um, in Swedish, unfortunately. Um, and then he wrote another book the following year, uh, which was translated into what was picked up by a Latvian parapsychologist called Konstantin Raudiva. And Raudiva was subs he was sceptical. Um, you know, he, he thought, voices, spirits, radio, yeah. what rubbish is this? Um, but he, he had the, the, the wit to, to at least um, try it for himself. Lo and behold, he also got the voices. Ah. And then, you know, over the years, mm. there have been lots and lots of other, there's been hundreds of researchers and thousands and thousands of recordings made all over the world of these spirit voices on the radio. I thought maybe, you know, what we should do is just dead air the show one night for and ask some questions in between um, us speaking and see if the spirits will. In fact, let's, if you're, if you're uh, spirits, if you're here, can you, can you hear my voice? Are you going to answer me? If you're at home, by the way, do text in on um, uh, whatever the 60777, prefix your message with PWR if you can hear the spirits in between Ronnie and I. Um, but if you if you are a spirit and you are listening to the show and you want to join us on the West Files, I shall now leave a short pause. There we are. We'll, mm. we'll have to listen to the podcast now. Yeah, it could be interesting. It could. So does it have to be... I mean, you were saying that they'd go in between radio stations. Does it have to be a specific frequency or is it just anything? No, different researchers have got their own preferred frequencies. There was a British researcher called Raymond Cass. He was, he was an audiologist by profession. He fitted people with hearing aids. And um, he preferred the airband. Um, mm. He was in the 60s. This was so around 127 megahertz was what he preferred. Right. Um, there is what's called the Jurgensen frequency, which was the frequency that Jurgensen used, which is 1485, which is now, I mean, back then there was nothing on it, but now it's one of the BBC. Right. Uh, I think it's one of the BBC frequencies, 1485 kilohertz. Um, so each researcher, um, in fact, there's a there's rather a good book because a lot of the American researchers use 27 megahertz, which is just around the CB radio band. All but right, this predates yeah. CB. And um, there's there's um, there's a number of books. Um, if people want to read up on it, they can look up Google the ghost of 27 megacycles. Oh, um, because megacycles are megahertz. Yes. So it's like yeah. So, speaking of which, let's have some music, and we'll see if while we're um, while David Bowie's playing, maybe the dead will sing along. That'd be cool. And if the living want to sing along too, that's keep going. Perfectly fine. Yes, yes. Um, we'll see you in just a moment. <laughs> 
Let's dance. This is the West Files on Pure West Radio. And tonight, Ronnie, who's down the corridor from me, and I are talking about electronic voice phenomenon. Also known as EVP. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fascinated about it. It I've is got... a fascinating subject. It's, it's something I didn't it's know. It's also a lot extremely of... popular. Yeah. With people. It's something I didn't know a lot about until I read a certain person's book. 
Um, nobody we know, of course, but uh, it's called Paracoustics. Um, not a bad book either. No, it's not a bad Even book. Even though I wrote it myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, one of my questions is... Yes. Okay, so... I'm. You're saying there's certain frequencies that mm-hmm. people prefer. Mm-hmm. So I'm supposing that somebody could just put out a tape recording or whatever and any frequency Mm -hmm. and hopefully get something Mm -hmm. how does it pick it up how would it pick (sighs) up (laughs) i was waiting for that question because it's the one question we can't answer there are actually there are two competing theories right Uh, because when you ask people well how are the dead speaking to you yeah um i mean one of the earliest to try and answer that was actually thomas edison who in the 1920s was asked because he he'd said I mean he you know he was a pioneer of um, electronic communications mm. the telephone yeah. and, and he also worked with, um, in radio with Tesla and he'd said that um, in his opinion um, if the dead could communicate with the living then radio would be a good means to do so right and that got people interested in the whole um, idea of thinking about using radio communications and there have been i say innumerable attempts but nobody's really looked at the the why why can how can the dead speak to the living on a radio yeah or indeed on a telephone because there are also evps via telephone and via tape recorder oh right um so there are these two competing ideas one that the spirits um can because they're spirits and clever yeah, they can listen to every single radio broadcast, um, Oops, and me. then select bits of it that they want and direct it. So, not only if they want to say hello, they are they are listening for a radio broadcast where somebody says hello, and then they take that little bit of audio from that station. And ah, now that presupposes that the spirits are uh, they can listen to well no that they can listen to every single radio broadcast in real time and then simultaneously in real time cut and edit it and paste it that sounds a bit yeah well yeah. or the other version of it is um that they uh, basically use it as a carrier so um they use the the audio the transmitted audio for the radio station um and then they superimpose their own voices over the top of it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they're the two main competing. I mean, there are other other theories as well, but they're the two main competing ideas. You don't need a radio. Um, this the early pioneers, and there are some serious re, uh, researchers out there even today use a very basic method, which is nothing more than a tape recorder and a microphone, and they just have an empty room. Um, and then they, they, they press record, they ask their questions, leave gaps in between each question, and then play the tape back. But we live in a, you know, we live in this sort of McDonald's culture, we want it now, we can't be bothered waiting around, and yeah. the radio method works much better for that because you just ask and then you hear the voices in real time. And you can, I mean, it's so popular now, there must be 30 or 40 apps for your smartphone that allow you to um, do EVP on your smartphone. Really? Uh, it's an app. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very. It's, it's not even a very clever or subtle software trick. Um, but it's just an app. So what's your personal 
theory thought on EVP? Well, I've inevitably I've um, I've I've researched it myself for yeah. quite a number of years, and we've we have encountered um, episodes where we have picked up these unusual voices. Right now, we haven't consciously gone after out, out after them. So uh, there was one incident incident that took place up on Merseyside, and uh, in the middle of um, of an investigation, it was really quiet, and the team are competent. You know, they don't they don't tend to blurt stuff out. No, they know better. Yeah, and um, what we found is we get these really they're high they're very sibilant. And I'd very ask what sibilant, lots of oh, right. so it's very sort of hissy, hissy, sibilant. Okay, um, sound. I'm educated again, aren't I? Yes. Yeah. And um, we found that you would get these one or two or three word responses, right? Seemingly out of nowhere, uh, but. Inter- relevant to what you're doing or what you're saying or what you've just been saying. Yeah. Um, we've only encountered it two or three times, but nonetheless they have been encountered. And we can... So what we'll do, I think next next month's Westfires, we might dedicate half hour of the show to actually doing some EVP stuff in the studio. Oh, that would be And fun. I'll bring in some interesting EVP recordings. Mm. Because I wasn't expecting to do EVP tonight, I must be honest. That's my fault. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it's your fault because I was reading your book. <laughs> so um, yeah, we'll we'll dedicate half an hour to electronic voice phenomena. The thing is, though, it, it's become highly popular with the ghost hunters, and it is a bit like crack cocaine because people hear the sounds that they want to. When when I was on Most Haunted, they used to do an experiment at the start of the the lives. And they would say, oh, we've got four EVPs tonight, one, two, three, and four. Yeah. And we want viewers at home to listen to them um, and then text in what you think the voice is saying. Right. And what you would find is then along the bottom of the screen, there would be this, like, ticker tape running. Yeah. And it would say, um, Muriel in Aberdeen says, it's a lady and, you know, going to kill you. And Fred in Bognor Regis said, it's a man's voice and he's saying... Uh, the cat's been run over. <laughs> they were completely and utterly random and different until they put them on the, the ticker tape at the bottom of the screen. Right. And people could read what people were saying. saying. So is that and suggestibility? They could, well, they, no, yes, because they could also then hear the sounds. Yeah. Uh, it's right, these misheard song lyrics, isn't it? Yeah, well, there was a thing going around um, as well on Facebook for a while ago where somebody put something up and was like, what can you hear? What mm-hmm. word is being mm-hmm. said? What is Lady Gaga saying? Ah. <laughs> well, that was one recently. Yeah, but it's it is yeah it's again, I've had that happen before. Somebody said, "Oh, it sounds like this," and all of a sudden it does. It yeah. sounds like that word, even well, though you might have thought it was something by the else. end. Of, by the end of the first half hour, uh, of course, everybody was starting to see. You know, people were hearing the same thing then because yeah. they could see what they were supposed to be hearing, and then Yvette would you know come up at the end of the first hour and say, "It's amazing." Like, 85% of our listeners, of our viewers, are all hearing the same thing. Well, no, Herlock. Yeah. You know, there's no surprise there. And, of course, being the psychologist, you, you, you know, well, of course, there's a perfectly sound and normal reason for this. Yeah. It's called audio pareidolia. Okay, who do what to wear? Uh, you do know, don't worry. And, um, <laughs> audio pareidolia? Yeah. 
I said Basically, it. it's your brain-making sense of gobbledygook. Yeah. And we all do it every day. I don't know, in fact, everybody at home listening will, will understand when, you know, they've all got their own version of their favourite song lyrics. Oh, yes. Everybody, you know, for years, Poker Face in our house, it's still called Cherry Pie. Because cherry pie, cherry pie. <laughs> yeah. And so it goes on. I mean, yeah. the classic is the Apple one, isn't it? Chicken, oh, chicken tikka. Chicken tikka, yeah. Once you've got chicken tikka in your head, yeah. you will never hear chicka tikka. Chicka tikka. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't. It's always chicken yeah. tikka. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. In fact, I probably got that wrong then as well. Yeah. Where is it? Is it chicka tikka? Chicka tila. Chicka tila. Chicka. Chicka key. Anyway, yeah, but it is. It's it's what you it's yeah. what you hear. Yeah. You mishear it. That's it. Yeah. Well, EVP works the same way. Ah. And so once you once you got a group of people in a haunted building and it's dark and somebody puts one of these infernal ghost box radios and we'll talk about them after we come back after some music. And this thing makes an unholy cacophony and it picks up all the radio stations and then they ask, how many people are in the room? (laughs) I heard my name and seven. And as soon as one person says it, everybody else hears it and then they're all in agreement. And it is, it's highly addictive. I've seen whole groups of people in really quite sort of head screwed on sceptical people get sucked into the vortex of one of these squawk boxes. And they are just broken radios at the end of the day. Because what these ghost boxes are, in effect, is it's just a cheap off the shelf radio. Yeah. Um, and they you know, the ones that scan, scan yeah. through the bands and then they lock on your, your station. Yeah. Except what they've done is somebody's snipped through the wire to stop them locking. Ah. So it forever scans. Yeah. Um and so it picks up little little tiny snippets as it goes past the radio station. So that's when they think and they've that's heard. That's when they hit, think they heard. Uh, heard Are they the same things as the spirit boxes? That's, They're exactly that's, the same. That's what they Except call... they've all renamed them. They used to be called boxes, spirit boxes, and ghost boxes, yeah. and blah blah blah. But now the Americans have rebranded them. They're called portals. <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me? You could you couldn't make it up. Could no. You? Well, well, let's have some music, and then we'll return with um, some more electronic voice phenomena. Spirits, if you want to sing along to Madonna, go right ahead. (laughs) And that also applies to the living, too. Yes.
there for all the Manchester United fans. <coughs> all the Liverpool fans, if you're in Evertonian. It's lucky I'm in studio too, you can't hear me singing. <laughs> I can. Yeah, I can. You can. <laughs> Again. Again. Yeah, so electronic voice, voice phenomena. phenomena. Yeah. Um, apparently, according to one researcher, um, I was looking for, I, you know, like, how do how do you explain it? Well, yeah. This is how you don't explain it. <laughs> um, it says, uh, the hypothetical situation of non-intentional communication may be accomplished by a spirit simply speaking the word, phrase or sentence without the intention of sending communication. Did you get that? Uh, kind of. That was written by a psychologist. No wonder I can't understand them. Yeah. <laughs> so we were going to talk, or you were going to talk about the squawk boxes. As... Yeah, because, I mean, there are there are lots and lots and lots of them. It started off with a guy called, um, the first to come up with the ghost hunting boxes was an American called Frank Sumption. And he gave rise, obviously, the box he built was the Frank's box. Um, well, that's what it became known as. Yeah. Uh, and what he took was he had two car stereos, two car radios, um, yeah. and one would scan up and one would scan down, but neither could ever lock. So one, they were continually one was going up and one was going one down. Was going down, yeah. And the, the audio from these was then fed into um, he called it an echo chamber, and it was basically a box. And at the other side of the box, at one side of the box was a speaker, the other side of the box was a microphone. And that microphone then sent its sound to another speaker, which he or headphones, and he could hear it. And there were different versions of these Frank's boxes, and they became very popular. Then somebody else uh, thought, well, they're expensive and they're complicated, and I want one too. So they just took the radio. And what they used was uh, in America, they used a Radio Shack, Tandy as it used to be in the UK. Oh, yeah, I remember Tandy. Oh, and they used to get this $12. <laughs> white radio this little white pocket fm oh i remember uh, am fm radio yeah. little thing that you could listen to the footy on a saturday afternoon yeah. put a battery in it and it would you know scan through the am or the fm bands but they cut the thing to stop it locking oh right okay. so it would continually scan yeah and it was called the shack radio shack hack because it had been hacked ah. so it was the shack hack shack hack um, try saying that, that, was, that when you that was, that was the next on, <laughs> yeah that was the next on the list and um, then we came to uh, various. I mean, everybody was doing it by then. You know, I mean, you know, people were, were butchering all manner of radios. Um, so you had, well, everyone. I mean, they're all called boxes. Of different, it was Fred's box and Tim's box and the Wonder Box and yeah. the Ghost Box and the Spirit Box. But that became a bit passe because you know, the Americans moved on to fighting demons. <laughs> <laughs> As and, they do, and the and the spirits themselves moved from just being, you know, anti Hilda on the other side, going, "Can you hear me? We're all fine. Yeah, how are you doing down there in the world of the living?" To more malevolent, ah, unpleasant, and uh, rather like the Ouija board became sort of revered. And feared as a portal to the spirit world. That's the second time you said that. That's why word. they became uh, portals. Uh, it was marketing. So now, yeah. that, now, now they are uh, spirit portals. Oh. And of course, anything that you can do on a radio, you can do on uh, your smartphone now. So yeah. there are there are dozens and dozens and dozens of apps. But the apps don't work the same way. They they what they do is they simulate the radio. I was yeah, I was going to ask and you they how have, they were. They have then. a very fixed. In fact, the first ones out there came out with a fixed internal dictionary vocabulary, right, of about 150 words. 
And of course, if you look down the list of words, it was all things like ghost, demon, devil. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. Then, um, then, then they sort of got a bit more memory and a few more words. Currently, they're up to about two, two and a half thousand words. There's a new sneaky, nasty little one kicking around. And what it does, I'm not going to name it, but what it does, because uh, we had it, we had the software reverse engineered by another software engineer to find out what it was up to. Right. And what it's doing is it's monitoring your text messages and the websites that you're looking at and also taking the location data from your from your phone. Ooh. So it knows where you are and it knows what you're up to. Yeah. It, I mean, it can't see your web pages, you know, if you're looking no. at, you know, page three girls or whatever. Um, but it's looking for words. And so if it knows that you're in a castle... Yeah. It will download surreptitiously in the background words relating to medieval knight um also and then you know and then if you've been searching um you know a particular castle or you've messaged oh we're going to go ghost hunting tonight we might see a demon it'll start including oh and people say oh my god it's so relevant and it will throw names in as well because if you say hey Sharon we're going ghost hunting yeah, Sharon so oh my god it said my name Oh. Very, very, very sneaky little yeah. piece of software, that. That's, I don't like the sound of that one. No. <clears throat> so you, you, you do have to be incredibly careful with these things. Anyway, going back to the, the, the fundamentals of it are, if, you, if you're told beforehand what it is you're hearing, because if you play these sounds to, to ten people, yeah. they'll never hear. You get ten different answers. Yeah. If you say, have a listen to this, it says, I'm going to kill you. You'll get nine of them saying, I can hear it. And eventually the tenth will hear it too because they don't want to be left out. Yeah. Um, but it's called audio pareidolia. And if somebody knows what it is that they're listening for, they will invariably hear it. And I mentioned a track by ABBA before, and I said that it's impossible not to hear Chicken Tika. Mm. When, when I've said, this is Chicken Tika by ABBA. Ah. 
chicken tikka. Chicken tikka. We can hash it out together. Chicken tikka. Together, chicken tikka. Hey, Abba. Uh, yeah. You can't not hear it, can you? I, I used to say... Ch- <laughs> I, watched, I, I was watching on the webcam. I saw your face when that happened. <laughs> and I wonder how many other people went, what? Yeah. <laughs> but I used to actually say, chuck your teeth out. 
Uh, well, that would work. Yeah. That would work. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I mean. Uh, everybody, you know, lots of people have their own version. And it can be years later yeah. when people go, oh, my God, are they the real lyrics? I never knew that was what, I know. Uh, for years I've been singing. And there are so many songs out there. And kids and, do it, you know, I mean. Yeah. Kids do it naturally. There, is, there isn't a single carol that exists that the kids haven't butchered. That is inadvertently. True. That is true. That is very, very true. Because our brain tries to make sense of what we're hearing. We might not have the words in front of us. When we get the words in front of us on the screen, you know, you, you can pull up the lyrics and yeah. go, "Oh my god!" So that's what I. And then it's fixed. You know, that's okay. yeah, you know the words. But up until that point, your brain <coughs> is trying to, and you sing all sorts of rubbish along to songs. Yeah. But I just feel sorry for the people that have spent years trying to actually say the name of that song, <laughs> who now will never, ever be nope. able to <laughs> say it again. No, nope. and um, there's there's a great one, I think Shania Twain, uh, which is Hit Me With Your Dead Shark. What? I'll try and find that one. <laughs> Hit Me With Your Dead Shark. Yep, you can't hear anything else once you... When somebody says, and this is Shania Twain with Hit Me With Your Dead Shark. I think it's Shania, but I might be wrong. Um, I'll dig it out one day. Yeah. We, we could do that. Well, in fact, we'll do that next... I'll, I'll fish out a couple next month. Well, um, if we're going to cover one. the EVP show for... You yeah. Know, sort of. Well, not for a... I, I no, no. For, show, we, for the first Unless hour. the dead want to... You know, if you're listening to us and you want to join in and you're dead, please do. Well, that's why we're here. But uh, I've got to say, it, there's, there's a rather distasteful side to this EVP because um, there are a group of individuals who, uh, there's a couple in America, there's, unfortunately, there's a couple over here in the UK as well, who, um, as soon as somebody famous or important passes away, they rush to get an EVP of them speaking. Oh. And one of the most distasteful of recent um, weeks has been the same evening that Captain Tom Moore passed away. Oh, you're joking me. Somebody stuck an EVP recording, uh, which they claimed was him speaking. Oh, that's sick. Um, and that was barely hours. You know, he was he was still warm. That's sick. And that is a very distasteful Yeah, that is... It. Yeah, that's... The... And there's a lot of people who manipulate it, you know, they... they... But isn't that something... I mean, I know we're slightly going off the EVP, but isn't that something that happens throughout the whole side of ghost investigation with some people oh god yeah i mean we could we could do another whole show about them you know the the way that people manipulate other people and it's it's sad yeah. and well, it's sick as well nature isn't it but um, yeah i don't know what just happened but phil collins has joined us from the other side there <laughs> <laughs> oh, we go okay we'll have let's a have a listen to phil we'll have a bit of phil Well, that was altogether spooky, but I quite like this, so we're going to let Phil take us up to uh, up towards the news a bit further.
Everybody's ready at home now with their air uh, drumsticks. Oh yeah. I know where you've been. It's all been a pack of lies. And I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh Lord. Well I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. Oh Lord.
Well, that was really spooky. It's definitely spooky It's haunted. Tonight. I'll tell you, it's yeah, haunted. it is tonight. So we'll, we shall return to Cher after yeah. that momentary dead air. I wonder if that was the spirits. Could be. We'll check the podcast Check later. the podcast later. Yeah. That could have been the spirits. It Let's go back been. to Cher. Live from our studios in Haverford West, this is Pure West Radio.